Welcome to We Are The Watchers. This is episode, I think, 320. Top of the day to you, Dale. Hello. And top of the day to you. Oh, sorry. I got a mouthful. And top of the day. We'll speak slowly. Um, Let's do it again, Dale. And top of the day to you, Dale. Yeah. And top of the day to you, Gary. Yeah, good. Thanks very much. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, The reason you will be hearing more eating is because Gary has made a delicious pavlova. Because you have to. It's summertime. Mm Mm-hmm. Summer, summer, summertime. It is, it is very nice if I may say so. Is this the first pavlova you've made this year? It's the summer. Yes, it is. It's, it's breaking the seal on the nice. summer pavlova uh, marathon that is about to start. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Because you've been really busy. Yeah. Seeing stuff. Seeing stuff. So you have stuff. no time to do no time, make no pavlovas. Time, no time to prepare food. Slow I'm cook busy that. watching and mm. observing and mm. taking it in. Mm. I remember you guys saying to me, it was something like, um, we need to come back, mm. but not yet because mm-hmm. mm. we haven't watched all the things that we are going to watch and there's going to be a long list because it was live yes. stuff, a lot of live stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we saw you was for the quiz, for the yeah. Christmas quiz. Yeah. And we said, oh, we've got all these tickets coming up for events. So we'll come back because yeah. we want to, gotta but we're back. conscious that we haven't seen stuff yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we said give us a call and here we are with our so long we've list. Seen the stuff. It's been it's seen, been great. it's been watched, and it's about to be reviewed. Mm-hmm. I, Dale, I know that you were talking about having watched Salt Berm. Yep. So I watched it as well so we can talk about it, and oh I haven't God. spoken about mm-hmm. it yet. So, And I think I still see little memes and stuff about it on, on the internet. I think it's still. I think it's doing the rounds on social media a lot. Like there's there's a lot to unpick in that movie. And <laughs> I'm not sure how much we're allowed to say. It's a bit, you know. Yeah, you don't want to give too much away, I guess. And it's a bit racy as it well. It is. Spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. So it, it it's an Amazon. It's Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We might as well talk about it now. Oh, by the way, huh. we're doing some musical quizzes later. Oh, oh now, one I each. love, absolutely love the yes. Murder on the Dance Floor is back. It's Sophie Ellis Baxter. Like, I loved that song when it came out. Is it out. the original song that's back? Yeah, yeah, it's the original oh, song. Oh, so they use it in one of the finishing song. scenes. And, it, and now there's a whole new generation of kids that were never aware of the song. Are they TikToking it? I think you've They're just TikTok-ing. aged us all yep. by saying that mm-hmm. because yeah, we all go, yeah, that was great when we used to dance. Oh, wait, on that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. We were dancing. We were dancing on the, a while um, ago. Murdering on the dance floor back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Actually on the actual proper dance floor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. On the dance floor that Sophie Ellis Baxter would have been. In the discotheque. Yeah. Do you think she still does the rounds at, at discos and nightclubs singing that song? Well, she's still got a voice. She still yeah. sings and she's still mm-hmm. got her looks and all of that. So I think she's just thrilled that, um, you know, people are enjoying her music again. The other song that she had was before that that I remember with, oh, the tall Spiller? DJ guy. If this yeah. ain't love. Yeah, that's right. That's Why right. does it feel so oh. good? Yes. Um, they were in the 90s, I'm going to guess, both those songs. Uh, definitely Spiller, 2000s. but I think early 2000s for Murder on the Dance yeah. Floor. Do you want to Google that? Have okay. a Google whilst, yep. whilst we have a talk because um, mm. we, we, we will get to Saltburn right now whilst you're having a Google. So I'm going to try and set it up, right? A guy, he's kind of a nerd. He goes to university in England and then he mm-hmm. makes friends. College. College with one of the cool kids mm-hmm. and he works really hard at making this friendship a thing. And then, we, and then, then he gets invited to all these 
outings and then oh, eventually stuff. the cool kids house, which is a massive Ooh. mansion. Because you'd think like you make it to Oxford University, you're obviously smart. Mm. But then even when you're in Oxford, there are the there's the in crowd. Yep. And then there's everyone else. Yep. And the in crowd are like aristocrats and, you know, kids of aristocrats and all that sort of thing. Ultra rich. And then everyone else. And so if you've come from a poor background, you know, you're sort of like, you know, um, you're like a stalker sort of, you know, <laughs> watching on the outside of the window. Yeah. Oh, please let me in. Yeah. Like, you know, and and, um, and and so that's what this Barry Keoghan's character is like, is on the out. And then all of a sudden he finds, to get finds his way in. Yeah. And um, gets invited to this magnificent castle basically for the summer. For the whole and of summer incredible. too. Yeah. And he, you know, that there are parties and all these things and he's just involved and in, in a part of it and it's a bit weird. Like he, he, he flirts with just about everyone. Yes. Um, with the mum, with yes. the sister and with the brother. Yes. But not the dad. Not the dad. But even with the dad, there's kind of like, you know, the dad's into like Renaissance painting and pottery mm-hmm. or something and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, they engage on that. So he obviously knows. Have a what, bond with everyone. Yeah, exactly. How, you know, what's the mm. best way in? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant is the father. Is fantastic. And Rosamund Pike is the mum. I and think she's, she's so amazing. Good. Such great lines. Did you see her in Wheel of Time? I did. I so loved different, her in Wheel of Time. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I saw in a movie as well that was about, uh, what's it called? This was really Thank you crispy. for caring. Oh, she was so evil oh, in that in the best way. She does evil characters very well. With though. Diane Weist, oh, yeah. Oh. Very good movie. <laughs> Do you think that she will now be in more things and each time she's in something it's going to be really different and she's going to be really different in it? I think so because she's, she's worried about being typecast because most people know her from – you know that time she was the evil character on James Bond, and oh you know, yeah, and, and I think she was in was it Gone Girl or or one of those sort mm, of movies. Okay, and you know she was kind of a baddie in that as well. Mm. And so you know she's been typecast a bit in some people's minds, but with the Wheel of Time, she's one of the goodies. Okay. and in this one, she's just so oh, she's not a baddie. She's not a goodie. She's just. In her own little world. She's a bit weird. Very weird. Very rich. Yeah. Oh, you can't call rich people weird. You've got to call them eccentric, right? Yeah, Cookie. Yeah. yeah. They're odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you like the movie or did you leave, uh, have it finish and just go, oh, what was all that about? I keep thinking about it. So I think that's, that's a, good, a thing. good movie, right? That's that, a good um, thing. You come back to certain scenes and the thing that I'm so conflicted about is I don't want to give spoilers away because it is amazing and I really encourage you to go watch it. But you sort of, when the main, I don't even know how to describe this without <laughs> giving it away. Um, so I feel so conflicted about how it all ended. Yes. Because on the one hand, you want to feel good about a character that's been on the out and that sort of thing. Who's then, made it. But then what happens to that family is just so catastrophic and you feel sorry for them. But through the whole movie, you've actually been quite a bit angry at them yeah, because it's yeah. so rich and so privileged. Yeah. And um, and you sort of feel like they deserve a comeuppance, but when it comes, they don't deserve They don't, it. yeah. And it's, you feel so yeah. conflicted about it. It's, mm. it's, it's amazing. It's um, mm. like I watched it, what, a month ago and I'm still thinking about it now. So, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Have You, you haven't seen it? No, no. We don't watch the same things. We need something to talk about outside. Oh, so yeah, okay. I'll leave that to him. 
Yeah, fair enough. I reckon I just feel like it's the kind of movie that back in the day when we would go and see movies at the theater. Oh, the theater. It's the kind of movie that mm-hmm. we would have gone and seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Maybe I could see it. Now it's on Amazon. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me a lot of Brideshead Revisited. Um, okay. Especially the show, not the movie, but the show back in the, was it the 80s, I think. Say almost. so, yeah. Yeah, just, just that kind of um, feel. But it's set in the early 2000s. So um, it's quite funny because it's very authentic for the 2000s and yet it's so recent. That it could just be yesterday. I know. But it's not. Yeah, it's and, like, and it's, look, it's an old, it's a movie set in the oh, it's a period historic. Piece. <laughs> that did and, period. And the like, kids really? are saying it's retro, and it's like, oh my oh, god, I thought that was just what? like a few yeah. years ago. Isn't that today? Oh no. I still have the clothes I wore mm-hmm. back then. Correct. It's an it's iPhone too. Wearing them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did they get that out of the powerhouse? <laughs> <laughs> the National Trust want it back. <laughs> they did. Oh yeah, uh, and he's like he was already pretty famous, but he's very famous now. Like people talk about him, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been doing stuff. Yeah, and Jason Elordi is on the up and up, and he's an Aussie. I thought he was an Aussie, but it confused me because he's got an English accent because mm-hmm. they're English. But then I saw a bit of him on Saturday Night Live, yep. and he had an American accent. I went, I thought I heard. Anyway, he's Aussie, confirmed. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And he's, he's in that new Priscilla biopic. Um, so not Elvis. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, but, uh, but there's a new one um, based on Priscilla, Pri- uh, 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 Priscilla Presley's yep. life. And is he and Elvis? And he's Elvis in Okay. Yeah. Very tall Elvis. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's like mm. six foot six or something. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly tall. He makes yeah. Barry look so short. <laughs> and you know Barry, Yeah, I, I just assume he's a normal, like average sort of mm-hmm, height mm-hmm. bloke, but he, he looks so short next to him. Yeah, I, I watched it as well after you, you mentioned it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, this is, you put your phone down and you're not playing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wordle or whatever you're playing mm-hmm. on it. It's good. Very good. Yeah. There's a few scenes that you, you know, you're like, um, what is going what? on? Is this real? Is this is this like a dream sequence? No, okay, that's actually happened. All right. So people talk. There are three scenes in particular, and I'm just going to name them because they're <laughs> okay. quite evocative. I'm, I'm so excited to see what you name bathtub them. Bathtub scene. Bathtub, yes. There's the vampire scene. Yes. Yeah. And the graveyard scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you know, you know. If you know, you know. And and it. The, 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 those three words really make it sound like a horror movie, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I want to see this. from the crypt. <laughs> sounds a bit morbid. Yeah. Well, bathtub doesn't need to be morbid, but graveyard and, and vampire are fairly dark. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say the scenes are fairly dark, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> All right, let's get on to things that you have watched live because that's why Ooh, you're yeah, here. Yeah. There's been a lot of yeah. stuff. You have filled all of 2024 so far. Oh, non-stop, non-stop. Stuff. This is the first night away from live, live, live musical theatre. Live. Yes, yes. So a lot of concerts, um, stage shows, musicals. We've seen a lot. Yeah. Events. Tis the season, I, I guess. Things. Yeah, just stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of stuff going around. The um, Festival of Sydney's on at the moment. Ah, okay. So we've been seeing a few uh, a few events there. Um, Del, do you want to talk about? Well, what, what's your, been your favourite so far, Gary? Of the festival, well, let's not go overboard. I've only seen two. Um, <laughs> Which is your favourite of the two? Well, what have you seen? Well, look, um, I'm quite conscious that I went to one without you because you had COVID, so I'll talk about that one mm-hmm. and then you can talk about what we saw sure. together. Um, I went and saw one at the Seymour Centre called uh, Harem, I think it was called. Um, 
and it was about it goes for about 80 minutes and what it was was two fellas that were next to each other but they had you know the, the vertical poles that are parallel to each other and sometimes the people fling themselves around it yeah 80 minutes of them doing that but having said that there was a story that went right through it they didn't speak the whole time but there was this whole story so how is the story conveyed just through them movement. doing things movement it was really really amazing in the notion that you came out and you knew what that story was and everything that happened you knew what was going on so it's not circus it's not no cabaret. it's not look it's a mix of you could borderline call it circus you could call it acrobatic you could call it dance i mean dance probably the closest thing to it mm-hmm. drama um but it was just the way these two fellas were conveying this what was going on the way they were enacting i mean a story developed throughout and i won't go into it um but it was just really really good and at the end i went with in Dale's absence, I took another friend and, and she was just beside herself saying how incredible it was that they were able to convey this message with no words, just flinging around mm. the two poles. You know, they just did different things around how they could – I mean, they were walking around the stage and doing other things as well, but primarily they were going up and down. It was just really inspiring and I just love to see anything that – anything that has – skills and coordination so that could mm-hmm. be dance or it could be acrobatics or you know i can go and just watch the circus and watch the people on the trapeze and just go wow they've That's got a amazing. skill i fall over when i'm tying my shoelace up <laughs> yeah. so anyone yeah. with a talent like that is really impressive so did you go in knowing that that was what it was i i a story because i like acrobatic things i chose oh, that for because things. i knew that okay. they were going to be flinging themselves around so these you balls. didn't know there was a story no Wow. Oh, look, the, the blurb in it, on okay. the festival guide said there was, so I knew that there was going to be something, but I just assumed there were going to be words. <laughs> yeah, like but, e- even a narrator. If, yeah. Yeah. Or just a, yeah. But mm. no, it, it, there were no words and it was just really – I don't even want to say what the story is because it, it, it sort of takes away from experiencing it and being, mm. being there and seeing it. I think they're travelling on around Australia to some other places as well. They came Are out they from, Aussie? Oh. No, they came out from England and they commented on how cold it would be back there when we were here in 37 degrees, so they were quite happy with that. They thanked us and, yeah, they said they were travelling around. So it was really, really interesting. Oh, really that good. sounds really cool. Dale, do you want to talk about the so, other thing we saw? I'm really sorry I couldn't make it for that, but, uh, you know, I had COVID, as you know. Um, but luckily I got better in time. Uh, for this um, show called My Level. So my Level? My Level. Oh, My Level. It's a Spanish word, I guess. Um, so I want you to picture in your mind river dance. Okay. But Argentinian. Right. Topless. Even for the women? Just the men. Only fellas. Only okay. men. Okay. Um, you know, topless mm-hmm. um, with cowboy boots. And cowboy hats. I mean, Argentina does have cowboys, so it's uh, drums, okay, and whips. Oh, so it was amazing. It was this sort of dance troupe slash drumming troupe slash, you know, a, a, a musical group. Cool. And um, so, so Malaga sort of comes from this dance um, that that the uh, the Argentinian gauchos um, up oh, in yeah. the highlands, so up in the pampas, uh, came up with. And so, you know, the, the whipping is actually making sounds and stuff. So they're sort of doing the dance but with the whips as they're cracking them and then they've got these drums going out and they're sort of marching around with drums and whatnot and they've got the whole dance and they do tap dance, which is a bit like cool. the river dance thing but like 
using their arms as well as their legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Band um, and just incredible. Dance. So, like, just continued on for 80 minutes. But it was so varied and So they had really the boots and the boots had um The boots had tap. sort of, like, clickers mm. on. They weren't proper taps like Fred Astaire type tap dancing. Yeah. It was more uh, Men in boots. So, so think yeah. cowboy boots, but like if you mm. if you thudded your cowboy boot into the stage, it'd make a yeah. thudding sound. It had sound. a more wooden sound. And oh, okay. So, but but you do that like tap dancing, and you know, and and they, there were what 13, 14 of them on stage, and they're all doing it, you know, at, at the same cool. time. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And of course, they're all super hot, <laughs> and you know, yeah, that, that certainly didn't hurt at all. The thing about with the whips was. It started, they did all the drumming stuff and they went on for a while, which was great. I don't want to talk that down. But then one guy came on and the whips and you're just going, wow, this is awesome. His mm. whips are flicking around and this and that and he's doing a dance and he's dancing through them and they're spinning and it looked awesome. And then two more came on and then there were three and he went, wow, that's awesome. And they went off and four came on. And then within, as it progressed, all of a sudden there's, the 13 or 14 of them on stage all doing it. And With whips. whips are flying everywhere mm. and they're all standing in their spot and no one's hitting each other. At one point they were doing spinning around and two people backed up against each other. And the whips are just and the whips one are another spinning another around. Ah. Spinning Imagine around these, circles. Oh, it was, oh, it was cool. really impressive. So that's there was really a huge cool. standing ovation at the end. Yeah, and just bet. super high energy and, and it was so much fun. So, mm. yeah, there's this Argentinian troupe and they're, they're travelling all around the world but they were here for the Sydney Festival and... I'm so glad I got to see it. Like it was just just amazing. Yeah, it's the next mm. river dance, I reckon. Mm. Global sensation. Yeah, look out, Michael Flatley. <laughs> um, they were our two that we saw for Sydney that Festival. Fun. But the week prior to that, um, Dale's nephew came down. He's a teenager, came down from Brisbane for the week. And so we thought, oh, we'll go and we'll we'll um, entertain him to see some shows because I know that he's been in his school play up at home. So we went and we saw Wicked and we saw Beauty and the Beast. Now, I haven't seen Wicked since it was here, what, 15 years ago? About that. I hardly remember that story. I definitely don't remember the music. It's was it similar with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Or you remembered it? No, because I'm a junkie and right. I listen to the music on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, the fourth time I've gone to see it. Oh, it's okay. amazing every time. Like It um, really is impressive. I, what I love about it is it's it's an original story. It's original music. Um, it's not one of these Disney remakes of, of something that's already been on. Yep. Or you're, you're, you see other musicals where it's just taking some famous singer's, um, you know, dis- discography yep. and translating a lot that of into them. some kind of, of story. Yeah. Like they're fine. Um, <laughs> Don't talk you know, Tina I, down. It was you know, great. I, I, I enjoy them. Jack and Little Pillar musical is wonderful, yeah, thanks. Exactly. But yeah. She's I, not I, there. I, I saw it. I but it was it. no mum and me. This one is completely original. That's why I love Hamilton mm. and Wicked, I think, is just. Um, yeah, the new no, stuff geez, is just next level. Yeah. It really is. And the singing on that was just outstanding. Did he love it? Really, really good. Oh, he did. And again, I'm passionate about the physical side of it. Mm-hmm. So um, when they're dancing and they're doing choreographed the choruses out there, they really are outstanding. Pretty. Um, yeah, Nephew loved it. Um, the songs, he he knew the story of The Wizard of Oz, well, so of we had to try to explain. Oh, the, that's a prequel? Well, it's a prequel that overlaps and then it actually mm. finishes after The Wizard of Oz. It's the other side of remember. the story. So it's it's about the real story, what's actually going on, not this sugar-coated um, sort of fairy tale version that mm. we tell children. Mm. No, this is the real story of the, you know, the underbelly of Oz mm. and what's going on. It was really good. You said you've seen it four times before. Mm-hmm. 
they can't have all been in Sydney, right? No, so I saw <laughs> I knew um, it. So I first <laughs> so saw it, I think yeah. it was 2005 or four over in Broadway. So would and that have been um, what? No, it wasn't the original cast. Uh, so Kristen Chenoweth and and uh, yeah, they they they'd moved on by then. But it was amazing. So I've I've seen it there. I've seen it on the West End. So every time I go to London, I always go to a couple of shows. I, you, you just have to. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And uh, then I've seen it a couple of times. So um, once in Australia with Bert Newton. As the as the wizard, <laughs> I think you were this saying. time, Gary, who was who was the wizard this time? The, the wizard. wizard was um, t- 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 Todd McKinney, Lord Farquhar, oh, Lord Farquhar of course, from of course. Um, Yeah, <laughs> he was. Oh, so he so the, the only names that you'll know was Oz, and then the sort of the school principal Madame that becomes Marble. who yeah. becomes Oz's press secretary is Robin Neville. Neville? Who is in uh, um, middle-aged bogan? Not middle-aged no, bogan. Mid, upper middle bogan. Upper middle bogan. The mother-in-law in that. Oh yes. Um, nothing. Isn't she, isn't isn't she a Kiwi? I'll pass on answering that. I don't know. But she was. She, she was terrific, was terrific really in it. And I mean, I knew that she was a stage actress. Mm, I knew she'd done I, a lot I didn't of stuff. Know. Yeah, she's oh, New Zealander. She's done a lot she of stuff here, stage. Okay. Um, Whereas when you read her credits, her TV appearances are quite minor. Mm. Um, but oh, I, that's there's, why, there's a whole generation on, that probably oh, only okay. know her for that. From the theatre or from musicals more specifically? Well, she sings, so yeah. I, I, I can't answer that. Yeah, sure. I know that I've seen her in a few things, but mm. she was terrific in this. But they're the only two names in it that you would know. Okay. Whereas when I saw it, as you said, 15 years ago I went down to Melbourne and yeah. yes, Bert was in it and Maggie Kilpatrick was in it, oh, Rob right. Mills was in it and Anthony Kalea were in he, it. Yeah, that's right. So they were in it then but the only ones, um, the, the the character, for those who, I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it, um, the, the two witches are, are sort of befriending each other and there's a, a fellow that sort of lands between them. That was Rob Mills' character okay. down there. Yeah. The guy that played that was in Jagged Little Pill as the elder brother in the family. Oh, okay. So if anyone's yeah, right. seen that, there you go. Played the role of Fierro in Fierro. Yes. So he was terrific. That was good. Yeah. And the two leads. Um, so there was Sheridan Adams who played Alphabet. She was amazing. Oh. And then Courtney Monsma um, played Glinda, and she was terrific as well. They really are fun as well. Like there's there's a bit of depth to it. Yeah. But they keep bringing it back to being. Sometimes quite shallow, but you have a good laugh <laughs> yeah. in a lot of places, even though it can be a bit heavy. But it's it's great, and you know we took a fifteen year old and he loved it, and there were kids everywhere in the audience. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Mm. It, it it's funny that musicals can be like that because they can be quite long. Oh, and to still yes. have you know kids and their attention being held for that long. There's an age that you'd sort of cut them off. Mm. Whereas when we'd seen Beauty and the Beast prior. That was a. There were younger kids in that audience. Their attention span is still only what their yeah. attention span is. So yeah. when we saw Beauty and the Beast, that was a different. So one was. Oh, it doesn't matter where one was. Maybe the other one was. It's a different story. It's it's based on a Disney film. I'd never seen the film, but the songs are the same <laughs> as the songs but, yeah, in the film. So I hear that from. Dar- basically, the story is the same. the The innovation, I think, is around how do you bring it onto the stage, mm. and so some of the characters that play the teapots and the kettles and and that sort of there was a bit of innovation around yeah. that. And that was really quite fun, including mm. this young kid called Chip, who's like a sauce. You know, mm. he's, he's yeah. like a little teacup. Yeah. 
And, and and so they'd put this little kid, I swear he was like five or six years oh, old. Young. But it, basically, you could just see his face, <laughs> which was inside a he teacup, did and much his body Chloe. was yeah. sort of secreted away into the top of some kind of drinks trolley. <laughs> And some sort of like, piece of furniture. Like it's, it's like some magic trick. So Three or four times just, he it, came out. It looked like it was a floating head on a drinks trolley and there he was, the little saucer for Next thing he's in a table and then he's somewhere else. So Didn't clever. Didn't look much older than Chloe. No. That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah, really, She's really four. cute. And, yeah, and really, I reckon really this kid would have been six. Wow. Tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no kids in Wicked. So it's just interesting that the way different things work. This had a much more minimalist stage presence so they brought on a couple of sets but really it was not as much as the grandeur that we were seeing yeah like projections with lights and that sort of thing so obviously this is a disney production so they've got a thought to costs and all Mm. of that sort of thing and so Mm. you know there's this scene where you know bella um or bell is is running through the woods and stuff and that's all just projected onto screens and you know it's clever. Um, the wolves mm. are chasing after mm, her. And the wolves that, are sort of on the silhouettes and, and things. All of that, but but in terms of sets, there's not a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was that was okay. But there was this one funny incident that happened towards the end, the absolute climax. On purpose. Right? So no, oh. No, oh. no, no. There was um, so so Gaston <laughs> is there. He, he's going to kill the beast, and it's the ultimate fight scene. And then something happens. And the screen, like, you know, they're both up on a bridge and there's lightning and thunder and, like, you know, music and, like, amazing big climax. And then all of a sudden the entire stage went dark. We heard nothing <laughs> for five seconds. And silence? Silence. Yeah, silence. And then, the, and then their the, voice comes over saying, oh, there's been a technical issue. Curtain comes down. We'll uh, oh, be back no. with you. And you go, oh, my God, has someone fallen over? Or oh, maybe yeah. we were thinking maybe Gaston, because they're fighting up on a bridge and stuff, so they're hooked up with wires and yeah. stuff. And I think what, what's happened is either their wires got crossed or maybe Gaston was sort of hung up a little bit. <laughs> it looked like he was a bit floating in the <laughs> air. floating a little bit. Doesn't look quite right. Like, um, Lights down, is, curtain is, down. Is Gaston okay? Like, oh, um, no. what, what's going on? Because, of course, my mind immediately went to um, Pippin, that show with, Kerry Ann Kennelly, which we saw as well. So we, we saw that show, you know, a couple of years ago. It was mm-hmm. one of the first shows that came back after COVID. It was too, yes. And Kerry Ann Kennelly, she was she was great, but like she was doing acrobatics on trapezes and stuff mm. like that. And acrobatics it's like, oh, is a strong word. Is, um, <laughs> she hung off. She hung off a okay. lot. She, she was hung upside down, like two or three meters above the stage, and you know these these strong young men are meant to catch her and stuff. And you go, she's on high heels there. Is she? Is she okay? Like you know, is, is, is she going to be all right? And um, and then a few shows afterwards, she fell and broke a collarbone. <gasps> so you know that's what that's what was running okay. through my mind yep. when all of a sudden there was that's a technical fair. issue. But then two minutes later, um, the show came back on, and they just jumped. We're to back the next, to being the beast again now. <laughs> they, they just <laughs> yeah. jumped to the next scene, and, and that's it. It's Bell, you know, taking care of the beast and. Giving it's him a kiss, and, mm. and then he turns into the handsome yeah. prince. And, <gasps> Don't spoil oh, it. Sorry, spoil it. Oh, can we cut that out? Oh, never it's only been 20 yeah. years, folks. Yeah. So, you know, get over it. Spoilers. <laughs> Told you there were spoilers. <laughs> Crazy. So, that was a bit of excitement. Um, yeah. But we, we enjoyed it. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was terrific. Really enjoyed it. But Wicked was just a whole nother level the next yeah. night because we saw them back to back. Ah, okay. And, uh, you were always yeah. going to compare them then. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah. thing, you can't not compare them, yeah. but we purposely put Beauty and the Beast first because okay. we knew how great Wicked was going to be. Um, 
And we just said, well, in that order, we'll, we'll do Beauty and the Beast first. So I'm glad we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, and if you love them both, and that's great. And that's, that's, that's the whole good. point of getting taken to see the things. Yeah. So that was good. The other thing we saw before Chris, around Christmas, doesn't matter when it was, um, was we saw a concert at the Opera House. We saw Kate Sobrano doing a the tour. amazing Kate Sobrano. She, so she's got a new album right. out. Yes. Sir. And she <laughs> sang that song. It was wonderful. <gasps> it's one of my favourite Yeah, I know. I didn't know if she was so going to do any Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar. Um, so she's got a new album out called My Life is a Symphony. And so she's playing there with a symphony orchestra. Oh, cool. And she's just belting out she you know, some of her it. old tunes and some of the new ones. And, mm-hmm. and then she sang the Jesus Christ Superstar songs and it was just With wonderful. the orchestra. And mm-hmm. because it was it was for one show only. In, so, in Sydney. In Sydney. Uh, so she played in Melbourne, I think, with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and stuff as well, um, but only one show in Sydney. And so, of course, there were quite a few famous people out in the audience too. So she was saying, oh, I'm going to sing this song from Jesus Christ Superstar. And she said, oh, just recently I was um, asked to join John Stevens and sing <laughs> sing the, yeah. the main song by Delta Goodrum when Delta had a concert oh, and, right. and Delta sang the John Farnham part. For oh, Delta sang, yeah, okay, so Delta sang. Paraphrase. For those who don't know, for those who don't know, Kate Sobrano was in Jesus Christ Superstar as Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Um, John Stevens, who used to be in Noiseworks, was Judas. Judas and John Farnham was Jesus. Yes. And there's the the the, the, the one of the big songs, there's a heap of big songs, but one of the songs that became a single was the three of them doing a yeah. well, sort of duet. It's Don't a, you know everything? So right. When so they first she said show, it was only going on for like, you know, they only had, had like oh, ten shows. Eight shows, they, she they, said. They were big yeah. like arena spectacular yeah, versions. Yeah, it went on and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and they ended up doing hundreds of shows. Really? Yeah, she saying, she said, gave some stats. Anyway, so Delta asked John Stevens and Kate Sprano to come on with her to sing this song. So they did sing that song. Anyway, next thing, Delta's in the audience. Uh, so Kate's saying, oh, I, I, you know, I loved singing that with, with Delta. She, you know, what a superstar she is and how amazing. And so Delta stands up and oh, says, really? you're amazing <laughs> too. I think you might find incredible. I'm Delta Goodrum <laughs> and you're amazing. Um, yeah, no, it was really, it was really good. There were other, um, um, other people in the audience too that we recognised. You know, we mere nobodies were celebrities and we're around famous people. Um, but it was really good. She did a whole heap of um, songs from her early albums. There was nothing from I'm Talking, which sort of made me sad. Bedroom but, um, <laughs> She didn't sing that one, but she did sing um, Kiss Me. Oh, Pash. Pash. Oh, Pash. 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 She sang a, a few oh, songs yeah. that we knew. So, yeah. yeah, we were happy. But, I mean. Like every artist, they're going to sing songs that we don't know. Yeah, they of want to flog off their new album, yeah. so good on her for that. Um, it was great. So, yeah, mm. that was good too. Had you seen her live before? Oh, so- I saw her a lot in the oh, day. Okay. She was my yeah. yeah, so right. I saw her okay. lot. So a few years ago we saw her at Angel Place. Um, oh, yeah. And she was um, singing jazz with That's Paul- a recital hall for people not in Sydney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the, the jazz Paul Grabowski. Yeah. And, and they were j- – and and the, the amazing thing was she was just standing there riffing and just making stuff up on the spot and it was mm-hmm. incredible. She's yeah, really what an amazing voice. musician. Incredible. Mm. I remember when she won the aria for Best Female Voice. Now, I'm going to guess and say it was early 90s. Mm. And she was saying, and I remember at the time she won it and she went up to collect the award and she just sang Amazing Grace a cappella. And I'm like, really? Who would win it now that could do that? Not would, yeah. but could yep. do that mm-hmm. and totally. carry it. She totally. just has an amazing voice. But she was talking about how um, she 
she lo- like she's a real family person. She's got a community here. And she said when she got to a point where it's like, oh, I need to go to America and make it big. And she said she went over there and she lasted about six months and said, I've just got to go home because that's my family. Mm. There's, she's from mm. a community that is a very family focused community. So she came back and that's she said, that's why I never made it to America. Damn it, I could have been rich and famous. She just didn't want to be yeah, there. Yeah, she made a couple of jokes about some of the famous um, Americans that are out there. But um yeah, she she's just so down to earth and straightforward and told a couple of stories, some years of traveling and yeah, it was, it was a lot of good fun. I watched recently, I say recently, but like the last year, uh her episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Well, oh, it was right. one of the early <laughs> Yes, ones. it was I think it was, that was series one. Quite old. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I think it was series one. I was one. watching it was it SBS or ABC? SBS. Oh. Okay. I was watching it on SBS On Demand, mm-hmm. um, as they say in the ads. They don't say <laughs> demand. So they're obviously from South Australia. Um, but she <laughs> she went to South Australia as well. Like she had um family. Yes. I think it was on her mother's side. Right. Uh, who, yeah, like her mother's side had come from Adelaide, but they were in Melbourne, I think. Mm-hmm. They moved to She's yeah. from Melbourne, right? Yeah, yeah. she's from Melbourne. She was saying that the family were there. Um, she was in uh, Opera Australia, did South Pacific at oh, one point. Oh, yeah. So she was in that, that as well. She was going to wash that man wash right that out of Wash that man right out of her hair. That's she right. She gets all the classics. I know. I was, I was actually hoping she'd sing that, but I'm like, no one's going to know that she it's just you. You're going to be the only one applauding. And oh, Delta goes, like, oh, I, I love it too. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> Me and that person would have been cheering. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I now, love that Opera Australia is branching out into musicals as well. So they do tend to do a musical at least once a year. Last year they did Miss Saigon. Um, and it, a few years ago now they did uh, Evita and Tina Arena um, played Evita and she was just so magnificent. And uh, this year they're doing West Side Story, which is sort of a bit operatic, but, you know, uh, amazing. And they're also doing Sunset Boulevard, aren't they? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarah Brightman's coming out to Australia. Oh, wow, okay. And I'm really looking forward to wow. seeing that. Like, you know, Sarah Brightman, she's she's getting on now. She was big back in the 80s and 90s. She right? was With in Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. I think she was in Cats as well, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah. She sang and Memories, which is what Delta mm. sang when, when Cats was on. Mm-hmm. So you imagine she was in her prime, probably in her twenties back in the eighties. Yeah, probably sixties now. Yep. Um, And now she's playing this aging, um, you know, superstar on the stage with Sunset Boulevard. So it's going to be an amazing role. I think Mm. not yet, but I not yet. We saw West Side Story when they did it a few years ago. I think it was before COVID, and they're going to do that again. And we're very tempted to go because that's a really well. If you liked it, really recommend it. Why not? The only reason I wouldn't go is I don't like to repeat shows. Okay. Um, Not too soon. It says too the man soon. who saw Wicked four times. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But that's over the space of, of 20 years. That so. makes sense. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <gasps> All right. So we've we've seen some interesting performances. Mm-hmm. We've seen some classic musicals. Mm-hmm. We've seen an icon of the Australian mm-hmm. music scene. Mm-hmm. What else have you seen? Uh, I also went one day when Dale had to go to work and I was entertaining the nephew on my own. We went to the movies and we saw Wonka. Okay, so this is Timothy Shamalama Lama. Shamalama Lama. And I want to know so Gene Wilder, a little bit creepy. A little bit as boring. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Quirky with Johnny. Johnny Depp, that was creepy. That's closer to creepy. What about Timothy? What about Timbo? Really entertaining and I didn't feel it was creepy at all. There's actually some really good names in it. Um, Hugh yes, Grant? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's an Oompa Loompa, right? He's an Oompa Loompa. 
Um, Olivia Coleman. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, she's, sorry. She's, you mean she, Academy Award winner? Academy Award winner. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Um, she, so, uh, look, for those who don't know, there are other. Look, we'll come back to who else is in it. Um, for those who don't know, it's not a remake. It's a prequel. It's a prequel because he's younger, right? He's a yes. younger person. Yeah. So, so he's. Just arrived and just decided to set Arrive up. Arrived from where? Or is that part of the story? Blurry. I okay. Not really a lot of depth there. Somehow France comes into it, but I can't quite work out. Well, where. I mean, his name. Yeah, well, true. You know, Wonka. <laughs> no, Shamarmalade. Oh, sure, 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 Shamarmalade. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, look, there's no. It doesn't really say where he's come from. He's arrived. He wants to set up his business. He somehow gets caught up in this. Um, in this con, which Olivia Coleman is part of, which Fun. is hilarious. Fun. So is it like really ambiguous as to when it's set? Because I remember oh, the first one was. No. You were like, when is, is this? I like mean, it just looks olden days. Industrial? Olden days. Okay. Um, there is Matt Lucas is in it. Oh, really? So that he's one of the three competitor who are an established chocolate maker. Oh, and they've got is a bit he of like Sneep? Or there, there's, do, do you mm. remember the movie that was... Not Sneep, it was something like that. And he, they're competitors. Evil guy. They've got some sort yeah. of um, consortium going on. Okay. They don't want any new competitors. And then also in it is Rowan Atkinson, who. It's the who's who. Really? The when British. he plays the role, you're like, of course that's the role you're yeah, going to play. Yeah, right, okay. Um, he's, a, he's the archbishop, but he's addicted to chocolate. And so the consortium <laughs> are bribing him and there's this whole underground chocolate world. And when I say that, I literally mean oh, it's, it's in the under- crypts of the church <laughs> and they're bribing him with chocolate. And the whole church is full of these bishops that have all been bribed by chocolate and there's like 200 of them all lined up and they're all just eating the chocolate. It's very, very childish. It's something you're going to giggle at a lot. And it so it's good. something you look at and you go, okay, the kids are going to think that's funny. The adults are yeah, going to giggle well. because it's just a bit stupid. Because Rowan Atkinson is doing the Rowan Atkinson act. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we want. Um, so it sounds like it's better than I thought it would be. Oh, and yes, and the guy, I was talking to you, Dale, the guy who was the butler in Downton Abbey. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's in a very deep voice, very... He's one of the other people in who's been taken in by the con, so he's also under Olivia Coleman. And so look, I, w- I won't tell a story any more than that. It's really fun. Is it a There's musical? A- yes, and I didn't know that either mm. until I'm there. And now I'm like, when's it coming to the stage? Oh, Can't yeah, wait to course. see it because there's a lot of dancing, a lot of singing. Perfect. Yes, Timberly Shamarmalade does a bit of singing. Is the Oompa song in there? There are. I don't know if I want to spoil it. I might as well say there are two songs from the original nice. that are in it: that's the Lumpa song mm-hmm. and the "Come with Me." Come with me. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the very last. Well, I mean, song. you see that in the trailer, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I haven't yeah. spoiled it. It is. It's fun. It's good. It's it's something something you can take your mum to, or you yeah, can take nice. your kids to. Yeah. You can take friends to. It's just easy. You don't have to think. Uh, if you work out the, the, where they've come from, let me know because I didn't okay, great. pick that up. I was, it, it could also be a nice palate cleanser from when oh, you yes. have salt burn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, you don't oh, come out with any, there, oh, vampire, I don't want to close my eyes or I'll see that yeah. scene again. Yeah. There's none of that. It's Fantastic. It's just entertaining. He's, he's sort of a – he's both – a magician and a chocolate maker. He's weaving and he's a storyteller. He's a salesman, but not a salesman that is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it all falls in place. And at the end, you're like, oh, you're not a nice guy. Whereas, when yes, when you look at Johnny Depp, no, that's creepy. And when you look at Gene Wilder, 
That's a bit quirky. It's quirky and you're like, is he weird? I think he's a bit creepy, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but you don't feel sorry for the kids. Um, so I think he gets yeah, No, right. but that was from yeah. the yeah. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But I would I would probably phrase that by saying, but he's been in that factory all alone for a while. He probably is a bit kooky as yeah. a result. No, mm-hmm. Whereas this sense. is before he's so, gone down that path. Right? Yeah, he's come from yeah. the Polish. And part of him being a salesman, which he isn't. Okay. In, in Challenge Chocolate No, Factory not at all. He's a recluse. He's not, whereas he's a salesman okay. as well. He's selling. Hmm, interesting. This is how good the chocolates are. This is what goes on. He's so. an entrepreneur. An yes, entrepreneur. exactly what he is. That's French because Shamarmalade uh, would say uh, entrepreneur. He's always yeah. saying it. He is. Like, kind of it's himself. so annoying. No, like, stop saying stop it. it. You're stop in the movie it. Dune. Stop it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Stop saying entrepreneur in Dune. <laughs> I know it's about spice, but just shush with the word. Just, just come on. You've used your quota. Yeah. We've ticked them all off. Come on, bud. Come on. Come on. He's up. Come on. Um, okay, that you guys have seen a lot. Can I just say that is mm-hmm. a lot of. That's things. our summer. We've been keeping busy. Over yeah, summer. we've been keeping yeah. busy. So that's our summer. Um, we'll probably ease up a bit now and just go into a second gear. Second gear. Down, down to second gear. Did you what? also go and see any cricket? You usually go and watch uh, like next weekend. One. Next weekend. Oh, there you go. Next weekend. Yeah. Got a one day. I'm taking my nephews to that, so that'll be a big, uh, big hoo ha. We go to the one, the um, day nighter. Well, there's more exciting. Day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Instead yeah. of, oh well, we're not coming back tomorrow. So, mm. well, I'm, not, I'm not a cricket tragic. But my family are, and I'm happy to take them and see it, and I can do it all and look and go, yep, that's done. Um, there were a couple of years over COVID we didn't go and I didn't lose sleep over it, but we're back. And, nice. Yeah, be, mm. It'll be good. It's, a good, day. good. Yeah. it's a good reason to hang out with your your family. That's, For the whole day too. It's mm. nice and relaxed. Yeah. yeah. And my nephews are now you know, in the 20s, late yeah. teens, 20s. So, um, yeah, I don't have to deal with, you know, Kid. Do you need to go to the toilet Yeah, now? kid things. Oh, do you want me to stand in the queue for a hot dog with you? No, yeah. here's money. Just go and <laughs> buy a beer up here. Yeah. Actually, you, you've got your own money. Actually, yeah. So. Wait on. You earn money now. <laughs> uh-huh. I've paid for these tickets. Just go. Just go yourself. <laughs> oh, my word. Would you two be interested in something I like to call a BuzzFeed quiz? A BuzzFeed okay. Now, I did, I did this one recent. Well, I did a BuzzFeed one for Steph recently to I find out who, that, yeah, who, her, who she would be if she was a leading character mm-hmm. in a movie. Yes. And I thought, well, instead of that, it's clearly got to be m- musical related. Okay. So we'll combine you together. Otherwise, okay. we'll do it we twice right. and it's a bit weird. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's discover which musical you embody Oh. And there are eight questions to oh, see, okay. right? So you have to do this together. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give you the list. There's always multiple choice. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite colour? Pink, blue, green, red, black or purple? What do you reckon? What What would you both approve of? Pink, so the colours again? Pink. No. Blue. Maybe. Yep. Green. Yep. Maybe. Red. No. no. Black. No. Purple. Yep. So green, blue or purple? Blue. I'm okay with any of those. Blue? Blue. All right. Blue. We've locked it in, Eddie. What's your dream holiday? These are locations. Okay. Athens, Mm. London, New York, Mm. LA, Mm. Bora Bora, Mm. Uh Tahiti, Berlin. 
The font is bizarre in some of these. Uh, New So uh, we've got Athens, London, New York, LA, Bora Bora, Berlin. I know where I'd like to go. Oh, which I'm, one? I'm thinking either Athens or Berlin. Uh, we'll go to Athens. Athens? Athens. Off to Athens. Fantastic. Oh. That is locked in. Your favourite song out of these. Now, some of them we, we may not know. But maybe you will, because <laughs> I've just looked at most of them and I'm like, mm, here we go. Okay. Prom by everyone's favourite singer, Ethan Bortnick. Mamma Mia by Mainskin. Bad Idea by Girl in Red. Almost Home by mm, MXM Tune. Mink 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 Tune. Nymphology by Melanie Martinez. Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, so you know Melanie Martinez or Olivia Rodrigo. I said I've heard of them. (laughs) Or would you like a random? Random. I don't know any of those. Oh, let's go for Brutal, seeing as you knew. Brutal? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Olivia Rodriguez is your favourite song. Favourite activity, dancing, sleeping, baking, Oh, they're all pretty good. Crying. No. Listening to podcasts and singing. That's dancing, sleeping, baking, crying, listening to podcasts or singing. Is there an all the above in there? Because <laughs> I actually quite like all of them. Uh, that I actually do. Probably baking. Did you enjoy that, Pat? That was that yeah, Pavlo that was, that was pretty was spectacular. Good. I think we'll go with baking. Okay. Yeah, you both are good bakers. Favourite movie, Free Guy. Do Revenge, The Princess and the Frog, The Menu, Thor Ragnarok, or Corpse Bride. That's Free Guy, Do Revenge, The Princess and the Frog, The Menu, Thor Ragnarok, or Corpse Bride. Well, I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good movie. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. a fun it's movie. It's fun. It is fun. It's good it's fun. It's bubblegum, but it's it's so much fun. Yeah, busy. Very yeah. busy. Thor's my favourite Avenger. Yeah, me too. Favourite TV show? Bluey, Friends, The Simpsons, That 70s Show, WandaVision or Summer Camp Island. Bluey, Friends, The Simpsons, That 70s Show, WandaVision or Summer Camp Island. Well, I'm feeling very patriotic today, Good so work. I'm thinking Bluey. Go Bluey. Yeah. We've locked it in. Would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert introvert. or both? No, we're both introverts. We are both introverts. Lock that so one we, in. So we survived COVID because, thank God, we didn't you actually didn't have, have to, to see anyone else. Because we got to great. garden and cook and read and, oh, my God, it's my every dream comes true. I literally remember Gary saying it's so, it seems so good not to have to do anything. I don't have to find Isn't excuses to wonderful. not go to people's places. <laughs> to I need another reason to knock back an excuse to, to knock I back an invite. I can't because I'm not allowed. Yeah, sorry, government won't let me. They won't let me. Yes, let's do some more gardening. <laughs> Gag on time. Favourite food, pasta, Tacos, dessert, salad, junk food, or a steak? Now, Gary, I think you and I would differ on this one, mm. but I'm going to say that your favourite food is dessert. I cook a lot of desserts. You eat a lot of desserts. Well, they're not throwing them out. <laughs> they're, not, they're not magically disappearing. <laughs> they're not for the dog. Oh, that's very funny. Pasta, tacos, dessert, salad, junk food, or steak? 
I'd like to say salad, but we'd probably have to go with dessert. Yeah, I think we've got to be honest because this is a really important question. Oh, it's very important. Congratulations. The musical You Are is Beetlejuice, the musical. Oh, my God. I've never seen Beetlejuice, but I've actually, have to actually wouldn't to mind. It it's quite good, isn't that it? That would be quite fun. I have heard there is a musical called Beetlejuice. It hasn't made it to Australia. Looks like we've got a trip ahead of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's your destiny. Des- I'm afraid. That's right. It's, you have in the, it's in the stars. No <laughs> choice. Look, that was uh, a lot of fun, especially because I didn't have to. I hardly had to talk about anything. It was great. I just sat back and enjoyed. It was <laughs> <And> listen. Remarkable. <laughs> we have this conversation all the time. Ready to have our, our microphones on more often. <laughs> exactly. So, Dale, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me. I should say on that note, and then I'll say, Gary, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.